Hey, we're glad you're with us here online, Summer at Freeway Church. Uh, welcome to our podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, we're always available via text or contact us uh, right online. You can find all the information here. So uh, glad you're with us and enjoy the message. Today, everyone, we have a special service. We tried this out a few weeks ago and we called it you pick two. You pick two. It has nothing to do with picking. It's just uh, Panera says you pick two. So we said you pick two. And, um, and so today we have a special service where we have two speakers from our family here and that are going to come up and speak. And so we're excited because each of them, they're speaking for about 15 minutes each and we'll hear from them. And then at the end, we'll have a chance to respond all together. But our first speaker today, I was just so honored and thankful when I first came to Freeway, which I'm new if you haven't met me yet. Um, I started in October. And so when I first came to Freeway, I recognized that we had, you know, a church body and God was putting people together. But there were certain parts of the body that are unique and special that make Freeway Freeway. And uh, uh, Vicki is one of those people. And I'm so honored that she would come and speak today. Can you give her a round of applause as she comes? Miss Vicki Clark. God bless you. one of those people. <laughs> Praise God. So I got a question. So does my 15 minutes start the minute I hit the stage or after I start giving the word? <laughs> okay. So I want to pray first, of course. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. I humble myself before you, Lord, become a vessel that you would use my mouth to speak the words that you would have to be said unto your people, that it would fill their hearts, Lord, the empty spaces, the questions, the desires, Lord. Only the Holy Spirit can be the person that can move through this congregation and give one word, one sentence, or one example to the people and let it minister unto their lives and change. Father, I humble myself and I call myself your servant. And I serve your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to go to Philippians, the second chapter. And I want to read one through four. And we're reading out of the Message Bible. If you've gotten anything at all of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then you do me a favor. Agree with each other, love each other, and be deep spiritual friends. Don't push your way to the front, don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be oppressed in getting your own advantages. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. So when the Lord started to speak to me, let me tell you guys, this has been a week for me. So I want to honor all and appreciate all the ministers.
ministers that do this week by week because when you come before people to give a word it's not just talking it's to feed so I've been consecrating myself all week my son's been watching me I've been doing a lot of crying a lot of <laughs> being a little humble won't get in any arguments okay because <laughs> I wanted God to totally use me so when he was starting to show me this, some things, I was looking at what's going on in the world, what's happening in the world. So we've got all these different things happening in the world. We've got the sickness that's running around, running rampant, having people in fear. Then we've got this undercurrent of um, the, the, the new world that's coming forth, the new world image that's coming forth that's subtly talking to our children, and creeping into our school systems and giving a message that it appears to be like God. We know that scripture when people are going to appear to be like God. So they're telling them that it's okay for this and it's okay for that. And I'm not going to pinpoint anything because we know what's going on. But what we need to do is, what are we doing? What are we doing? So let's talk about some examples. So if God, I looked up that, um, this scripture when it started off saying, if asked in a question, and it meant whosoever. I looked it up in the Greek. Now I'm not gonna try to say the Greek word, okay? Cause I don't wanna, yeah. I don't want to do that one. So it meant whosoever. So whosoever is those people that, let's talk about the lady with the issue of blood. She trusted God enough to believe that her issue of blood was not going to continue. That all she had to do was touch, not have him pray for, not have him call her out, or make a special attention to her, all she had to do was touch the hem of his garment. And she was made whole instantly, and he felt it. He knew it happened, right? So, okay, so let's talk about when they were out fishing. Fishing all day, didn't catch a thing. They were tired, they were ready to come back in, right? And, and Jesus went out on the boat and started to minister. First thing he had to do was get their minds back into a place where they understood who he was and who they were. Okay? So then here comes the fish. Everybody got the fish, had too many fish, was breaking their boats. They weren't expecting that, right? Weren't expecting that at all. But guess what? They became wealthy at that moment where they had toiled for years and years and years. They became wealthy at that moment. Let's talk about the man that had all the demons that was running through the graves. All Jesus was doing was walking through. He wasn't looking for him. Nobody had told him about him. And here comes this man running 
to his feet and he fell at his feet because of the authority Jesus had. Now, I don't know how y'all feel about things, but anytime somebody got enough demons to get into a herd of pigs and they die, run into the, to the waters and drown themselves, how many is usually in a herd? Do anybody know? I think it's a close to 50 at least, at the least. So that's a whole lot of control in one person's life. A lot of control. So what I'm saying is those three incidents were things that happened to us on a daily basis. There's times when we feel overwhelmed and we think, how long is this going to last? Or how are they going to keep hurting me like this? Or when is the finances going to come? Or, Lord, do you even know what I'm going through? We feel like that. But it says, whosoever, it says to us that there's an intimacy that we can have with Jesus. There's a part of our life, it doesn't matter who likes us, who doesn't like us, who we like, or who we pretend to like, or how we live, what we dress, what we look like, what color we are, does not matter. The intimacy that Jesus wants to have with us on a day-to-day basis is Then what is going on? So what I want, what what am, what am I trying to say to you? What I'm trying to say to you is, when you have those moments and you feel like, and you feel like I can't do it, or I just not even gonna look at her because she get on my nerves. Because we all have them, don't we have them? <laughs> okay, just know, just know that Jesus still loves you, even in that moment. Even in that second when you're not feeling or acting the way you're supposed to. So what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is to ask God to forgive us. It ain't to musker up nothing to make us feel better. It ain't to give us this self-talk, you know, because that's another thing, these self-talks that, that everybody's learned about. And it's all about I and you being okay and you feeling okay. That's fine. But the Word of God says not to put yourself first. Ever. So, when those times come, is when you just say simple stuff like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to feel better. I don't like her. I don't like him. I don't like my job. I don't like the present state that I'm in. But I know all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. All things. So I want to finish it with this. This is Philippians 4, 19. 
you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in glory that pour from Jesus. I want to ask him to, I want you to ask him when you're by yourself this week, Lord, help me to let the Holy Spirit start to teach me. Holy Spirit don't mean all the time all this jumping, hollering and stuff. The Holy Spirit is that voice that tells you something when you're asking a question and you don't have the answer. That's who he is. He's always there waiting to teach you, to give you understanding, and to help you grow. And if if we don't talk to him, we're grieving him. Because he's just like right here, just trying to hold on to you. And then if we don't talk to him, it's like pushing his table over and it hitting the ground. So just ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Whatever it is, help me. Help me to learn how to swim better. Help me to be a good student. Help me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Whatever it is, just ask him to help you. Father, I thank you for these words. Lord, I believe today that every word that was spoken has ministered to each person that is here. And that is life-changing. From this day forward, we say amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you so much, Vicki. Uh, just, oh man, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Humility, identity, it's all good. Um, I hope you guys are getting getting a lot from this. We have we have our next speaker. Uh, you've seen her uh, sitting right here. That's not Alyssa. She's 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 slated for October. Uh, <laughs> we've seen her right here playing the keys, and we're so thankful that she's part of our church family. So would you welcome to the stage, teacher Jamie Isham. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as Roy said, I'm actually a teacher in my day job. It's uh, another ministry for me. And so I'm in front of, what, 25, 30 students, six hours a day all the time. There's a few more than 25 to 30 of you, and you're a little older than middle schoolers, except some of you right here. So um, I'm a little jittery this morning, but I'm really excited to share with you what I feel like God has laid on my heart little bit of a disclaimer, Nate. This is going to sound a little bit like a youth talk you did once. But what teachers do is they steal everything good, put their own spin on it, and then share it with others. So in full teacher style, here you go. Uh, so I want to start really quickly by praying because of my jitteriness. I really want this to be all about God. And I don't want you to hear any of my words, just what God wants to speak to you. So let's pray real quick. Lord, first of all, I want to say ditto to everything Vicki said in her prayer. <laughs> she prayed it perfectly. I just want you to speak through me and to me as I speak to these people. And anything that I say, make them forget it. Anything that's from you, make it stick and help it to be something that can help transform their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Another thing you should know about me is when I'm nervous, I talk way too fast. People who have been in my classroom, Caleb, Mia, almost Graceland, Eleanor, you know, the first day of school, I talk way too fast. It takes me about 15 minutes to calm down. So about the time I'm done, 
uh, I'll talk the right speed. I'll try to go, go slow enough. All right, so I am a teacher. I'm going to be talking about identity today. And uh, Roy asked me if I could use a prop, and I was like, oh, just one? <laughs> I'm a teacher. I got a whole box of props, right? And uh, so I thought it'd be fun in full teacher fashion. We're going we're gonna to talk about identity. So let's see if you can identify some items that I pull out of here. Abe, you're not allowed to guess because you already peeked at my bin. All right, so hang on, hang on. Here's my first one. Are you ready? What is this? Ketchup. Yeah, you guys, 100% so far on your pop quiz. Here's another one. Oh, some of you got it wrong. You're at a 50%. That is a cucumber, not a pickle. All you pickle people, I got you, though. Ready? Yay! There you go. Pickles. And then... Oil. Yes, I stole this from my husband. He needs it for his truck later today. He asked me, what are you doing with that? That's mine. Oh, what's this? Vinegar. Oh, does anybody else hate the smell of vinegar with a passion? Charlie cleans the coffee maker with it every once in a while. I have to leave the house. I cannot stand the smell of vinegar. My mom knows, too. Every time she cleans hers, I walk in the door, and I'm like, what are you doing in here? I was going to visit, but I'm going home. All right. All of these things do have something to do with what I'm going to talk about. So um, you did a great, great job. Some of you got 100%. Some of you more like 70. But it's a C minus. We'll let it go. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm talking about identity today. And I want to talk about making pickles. And I know that seems like it may have nothing to do with your identity and who you are in Christ. But trust me, it does. So a few years back, I decided to make real pickles. Not the, not the quick refrigerator ones you can make. They're pretty good, but they don't last as long. And, you know, there's all this rage about fermented things and how fermented things are really healthy for you and whatnot. So I wanted to make real pickles. So we planted some pickling cucumbers. They're just a little smaller than regular cucumbers, a little smaller than this. But I wanted to bring one that you could identify, even though some of you said it was a pickle. Um, and so I, I learned about this process. It's a really complicated process. It's all about the brine. So there's this brine that you have to make when you make pickles. It includes things like vinegar, lots and lots of salt. It's a little scary when you put the salt in to see much, how much salt you're putting in. Uh, water, fresh dill, garlic cloves. And then this last thing I didn't have you identify because it's pickling spices. Not really. It's not really. But it comes in a container just like this. Or you can make your own pickling spices. And it has tons of ingredients in it. Like 11 different spices are in that pickling spice. So you put all these things in a big crock or a pot. I actually used this pot. And then you put your cucumbers in, right? Now, the thing about making pickles is they have to be in there a long time. I thought this would be fun to make cucumbers and, or into pickles, you know, and change the identity of the cucumber to pickles, which we absolutely love at my house. I didn't realize when I started how long the process was going to be. Does anybody else start a process and not read all the instructions first? Okay, I'm not alone. So I didn't realize how long it was going to be, and I, I had read that it can take up to a month to make these pickles, but there's no guarantee. Every cucumber is different, and they have to soak in there a long time. So sometimes it's very boring. All right, I have a picture of what this actually looks like um, when you are making pickles on your countertop. Lovely, isn't it? 
So that's what it kind of looks like. And then, you know, they put a, you would usually put a plate in there and you put a rock on the top and it holds the pickles down in the brine. And they just have to soak for a really long time. Otherwise, your cucumbers don't become pickles. If you just kind of dip it in there every once in a while and walk away, it's still a cucumber. You know, you can dip it in there every so often, but it's not going to become a pickle. You have to actually leave it in the brine. And then it also, not only is it very boring sometimes, sometimes it's very gross. You cover it with this cloth, otherwise it'll stink up your whole house, right? And uh, it's very gross because every day as the, the juices in the brine are soaking up into the cucumbers, the cucumbers release this cloudy, foggy, nasty. Lucy, as you're shaking your heads, you've made pickles, haven't you? You know this process. They release this scummy, nasty stuff. It looks like that. And you're looking at your pickles, your future pickles going, ugh, that does not look good. So all this scum gets released, and it's a little bit unpleasant. And as the person making the pickles, you have to come to your big uh, crock or your pot, and you have to scrape off that scum and keep throwing it out daily. Otherwise, your uh, cucumber never becomes a pickle. But it's so worth it. It's, it's boring sometimes, it's gross sometimes, it's stinky sometimes, but it's so worth it. Because what happens is the identity of that cucumber completely changes. Now raise your hand if you've tried a cucumber. Raise your hand if you agree, agree, a pickle tastes completely different. Yes, its identity is totally different and it has a new purpose. I slice up pickles and put them on my hamburger. I don't think I would slice up a cucumber and put it on my hamburger, right? So it looks different, it feels different, it tastes different, it smells different, it has a new purpose and it all matches the brine that it was soaking in. So whatever is in that brine is what this pickle is going to eventually soak up and be flavored by. Now, when I made these, these pickles on my counter, day after day, I kept coming and skimming off the stuff on the top, and I was like, this is so gross. And every single day after a while, God was showing me how my walk with him and what I'm soaking in is just like this pickle-making process. So... Uh, about the time that I found my favorite verse, my favorite verse is one that Roy actually challenged us to memorize this year. It's Romans 12:2. So it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So long before I made pickles, I found this verse. I, it was at a time when I'd, I'd had Isaac. He was still a baby. I don't remember exactly how old he was. But I knew that I was longing for more with God. I knew that my thinking was forming my identity and how I saw myself. And uh, just, these are some things that I thought. I need to be thin again to be beautiful. I need to impress people around me to be loved. I need to be a perfect mother or I'm going to screw this child up forever. Do I, what pacifier do I use? It's a very big one. I need to be perfect and never mess up. And I knew these weren't healthy ways of thinking, but I was really struggling. I read this verse. I don't, I just, it was a day, I didn't spend daily time with God when I had a new baby. Uh, mothers get a lot of grace, right? Mothers of young children, so much grace. But I also was longing for something. And I finally had a day where I had a moment alone and I just flipped open my Bible. Most of the time I flip open my Bible, I read some weird obscure verse that doesn't really mean much to me. But this particular day, I read this verse and it just resonated with me. Let God transform you. How? 
by renewing and changing the way that you think. And so I was like, that's what I want, God. How do I get that? How do I, how do I change the way that I think? And so over time, uh, this started to happen. And when I was making pickles, I realized how much this happens like the process of making pickles. So my first point, my main point, number one, is we become like what we're soaking in. And we get our identity from it. I was soaking in these messages from the world around me on Facebook, seeing other people's perfect lives. I have to be perfect to be happy. I was seeing in the you know, grocery line while a lady just told me I was using the wrong pacifier for my son. I'm seeing all the magazines of um, you know, beautiful, thin, airbrushed women, and uh, that's what I need to feel like and look like to be loved. And so I had all of these messages coming at me, things that I was soaking in. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted more. And so there's this quote I read recently by Justin Early that says, our life is defined by what we pay attention to. Young people hear this. Our life is defined by what we pay attention to. It's huge. It's so true. What I choose to think about and what I choose to soak in. And we're constantly immersed in the world's way of thinking. TV, media, social media, YouTube, news, some of our friends... And some of these things are unavoidable. You're going to be in the grocery store aisle buying groceries, and you're going to see magazines telling you what you should look like. It's unavoidable. You probably should keep your eyes open while you go through the lines so you don't run into the person in front of you. I've done that once. She didn't like it. Uh, so some of it's unavoidable, but we, this, is, this leads me to point number two. To be transformed, I have to spend time soaking in God's way of thinking. I'm naturally soaking in the world because I'm alive and I live in the world. So I've got to continually come back to the right brine and soak in the right brine. And so uh, there's lots of ingredients in God's brine. (laughs) Things like church, the fact that you're here today, you're soaking in God's brine, right? One of the biggest impacts you can make to your life is soak in God's brine outside of Sunday morning right? And there's lots of ways you can do that. You can go to church outside of Sunday morning. You can come and eat food tonight and hang out with the core team. And you can get involved in a Bible study. You can ask someone to be your mentor in your Christian walk. You can read the Bible. You can listen to godly music. You can have conversations with friends about Jesus intentionally. Uh, You can pray. You can fast. You can journal. The list is endless. Remember I said there's like 11 spices in pickling spices? And uh, there's so many ingredients to this brine. Now, I'm going to tell you, while you do this, when you soak in in God's brine, some things happen. Remember I said sometimes the pickle-making process is boring? Like, sometimes it's a little boring. You'll sit down with God. This happened to me when I was younger. I'd sit down with God. I'd open my Bible. I'd read something and go, well, that was nice. Nothing magical happened. And then I might do it a second day. Oh, that was nice. Didn't really get anything out of it, but okay. And then I just stopped doing it. Anybody else relate? Right? It doesn't, if it's not magical and it doesn't, like, I don't have this wow moment, I don't come back to it. And sometimes I even have a wow moment and life gets busy and then I don't come back to it. So sometimes it's boring. But as these pickles soaked in here, and it was so boring, as these cucumbers, excuse me, they weren't pickles yet, they had to soak for a long time before they started to take up the flavor of the brine around them. Another thing I said was, what comes up to the top as you're doing this? Every day you got to skim it off. What comes up? Sorry, I'm a teacher. I get feedback. I, it's, it's start. <laughs> the scum, the nasty, gray, bubbly scum. It looks like a swamp. It's gross, right? 
So sometimes when I'm spending this time soaking in God's brine, I've noticed more and more of the scum in my life, the bad attitudes, all the things that are the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit, all of the not love, not joy, not peace. It, it comes to the surface and God skims it away. And I don't realize it's happening right away by spending time with him, but the more I'm soaking in this brine, the more it is happening. And I all of a sudden have a moment where I'm like, wow, that person was a jerk to me and I was nice back. And I didn't even think about it. Or something happens that I realize is stealing my joy in my day. And I just go, wow, I'm just going to not choose to think about that. I'm not going to choose to focus on the negative. Sometimes, I don't want to make this sound all bad, this brine actually has some really sweet ingredients in it. I was looking at what is in pickling spices. Three of the 11 spices in there are cinnamon, cloves, and allspice. Did you know there's cinnamon in your pickles? That's used to make pumpkin pie right? So an apple pie. So there's some really sweet moments with God when you continually soak in that brine, you will have some really sweet moments. Thank goodness, because that's what keeps us coming back, right? All right. My next main point is, um, if this is so important to be transformed and be soaking in this brine, I have to pay attention to how much I'm soaking in other things. Because some of it is avoidable, right? Some of it is avoidable. Sometimes I just get sucked into a show and I watch the show and then I watch the next one because the button comes up and says it's going to start in five seconds. And then I watch the next one, right? And, and, and I'm watching, I'm choosing at this point in my life. I, I'm pretty selective about the shows I watch. They're not that bad, right? But I'm, if I'm soaking in them, I'm becoming like what I'm soaking in. So some of the things I soak in are kind of like ketchup, Right? Ketchup's good. Who likes ketchup in the room? A lot of you. Okay. Some of you must not think it's very good. You're a mustard person. Or maybe you're a plain hot dog and hamburger person like one of my kids who shall not be named. Uh, but ketchup is good. But how many of you have ever done this where you go to put ketchup on your stuff and it goes, and you're like, crap. And you get so much ketchup on your burger, it's not even good anymore, right? So ketchup is good. I think there's a lot of things in this life God has given us as good gifts, right? Healthy ways to relax and, and you know, be content and all of that. But, but when we get way too much of them, that's when we have to be careful. How much am I soaking in other things? Also, some of the things we can soak in, they're toxic, right? Imagine I put that in my brine. Lots of it. That's dangerous for me. And we know, we know it's dangerous for us, but sometimes we just keep ignoring it and hoping it's not poisoning our lives. And it is. We're becoming like the thing that we're soaking in, and it's toxic. So I, I've noticed about me, I have to really pay attention to what I'm soaking in. When I suddenly don't have joy in my life, when I'm suddenly negative, when I'm suddenly sitting in the teacher's lounge with all the other teachers complaining about teaching or my students, you know, I'm like, oh, what am I soaking in, Right? I'm losing my joy because I'm not soaking in enough of the right things. My last main point is this. We get dried out really fast, and we need to go back to, to soaking in God. Some of you have been in God's brine. You have been a light. You are love. You are on fire for Jesus. But it doesn't take very long for us to get dried out. That's what I've noticed about me. As an experiment this week, I took a pickle out of this jar, and I left it out on the counter. I don't know if you can see that. Yesterday, I will, quote, I will quote someone very important in my life. Charlie walked up to this and said, that's disgusting. And there was a note on it that said, please do not throw this pickle away. And 
I mean, look at that. Students in the front, can you see that? Guess how long it was left out? Three days. That's it. Three days. And I've noticed I'm like, oh, it's kind of stinky too. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed I'm like this dried out pickle sometimes. It, I, I love... Uh, I love spending time with God. I love soaking in his things. I love um, teaching. My job is a ministry. I love being a mom. I love being a youth leader, all of that. But with just a few days for me of not going back and soaking in this brine, I'm like this nasty dried out pickle. Just ask my children. And so we have to continually go back over and over and over again. I'm sorry, the microphone's going to smell like pickles next time you pick it up because this hand is now tainted. All right. So I'm going to have Alyssa come up here as I close. I've noticed for myself a good question for self-inventory, like taking stock of what's going on deep inside of me, the inner life that Pastor Roy's been talking about. Um, The good question for me is how can I spend more time soaking in God's good brine so God can change the way I think and I can get my identity from him? So back to that word identity. If you're finding in your life, you're like, man, I just, I don't feel God. I don't feel like I'm changing. Some of us have these amazing moments in church, and then we walk away and go, man, I'm still just as mean, or I'm still just as prideful, or I'm still just as whatever, fill in the blank. We just, just keep soaking. Just keep soaking in the right brine. And as you do, you soak up the flavor of Jesus. You do. It just happens. Even if you feel like nothing's happening, even if it's boring, sometimes you'll notice some of the scum rising to the top, and you're like, oh, I don't like that part of me. But God just helps you skim it away. There's a quote by John Ortberg. I brought the book because I'm going to put a plug-in for this book right now. If you have not read this book, I love this book. I've read it over and over. It's called The Me I Want to Be. It sounds like a self-help book, and it's not. It is a continually surrender your life to Jesus and soak in the right brine kind of book. But in this book, he says, our mind will be shaped by whatever we feed it, while the evil one tries to lard up our mind when we're not looking. He will put depression in our thoughts at breakfast, sprinkle temptation in our mind at noon, and slip us a worry sandwich when it's time for bed. He will try to keep us from noticing what we're putting into our mind. What can you feed your mind so that it will flourish? What can you soak in so that your thinking is renewed, so that you soak up the flavor of Jesus? So we're going to close in a second here. I'd like you all to stand with me for a moment. And I want to ask you this question. And I think, you know, what Vicki talked about is you led right into what I was talking about, Vicki. God is good like that. You were talking about how he's like this table. He's right here. He's right next to you. He just wants your attention, basically. He wants you to talk to him. So what are you soaking in? And what can you feed your mind so it will flourish and your identity will come from Christ instead of the world around you? I thought of, well, while you were talking, Vicki, I thought out of intimacy with him. You used that word intimacy. Out of intimacy comes our identity in Christ. The more we're intimate with him, the more we're soaking in that brine, the more we will be the flavor of Jesus to the world around us. Hey, thanks for joining us online. Hey, our online family is important, and we pray for you. So tell us how we can pray for you. And uh, drop us an email or text us, and we'll be able to get to know you a little more. Uh, Either way, though, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.